Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and thank you and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. People, it's with great, great pleasure that um, I come to you today. Today is the first show of the final quarter of 2009. This is the fourth quarter. Um, today is October 3rd, 2009. And I am so honored to be here today to be before you and, and, and present you quality content, motivationally, inspirationally, encouraging you to go forward and, and mount the four-quarter comeback. Um, before we go any further, I want to dedicate this show and submit this show to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what he he sent us here for. And that is his will being done through this show. And we we thank I thank God for the opportunity to be here with you. I thank God for the opportunity to be chosen to be here with you. Because anybody else could have done this show, but God chose me and I I'm honored that he chose me and I'm honored that you keep coming back each and every week and that you keep downloading the podcast and that you keep telling people about the show. Thank you so much. We don't take you for granted. I don't take you for granted. I personally want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you for everything you're doing. Uh, we've been on the, together on this journey since, wow, since February of uh, 09, the beginning of, of February, the first weekend in February. We've been together now for eight months. And, you know, we our relationship has got, has grown stronger, I like to think. <laughs> um, but one thing I, I, I like is that people are leaving comments, testimonies, complaints, things of that nature. Anything that, that you want me to know about this show, I want you to leave comments for me. Leave comments on the Blog Talk site. Uh, you know, basically just go back to blogtalkradio.com slash Miles W. Miller. That's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R. Or you can send me an email message to mileswmiller at gmail.com. That's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R. And I look forward to hearing your comments, concerns, and um, suggestions for show titles, show, show ideas, things you want to see me address. Be sure to let me know about it. I'm, I'm more than willing to do the research and present quality information to you. So without further ado, let's move forward in the show. Um, today we have a, a special show planned for you um, Many of you may have seen my tweets earlier in the day. I haven't been on Twitter or Facebook much over the course of the last week. I've been really busy. But uh, today I put out a, a tweet um, that today we're going to talk about. I'm going to give you instructions for how to walk on water. Well, I've been doing some research and I've been doing some, um, some, some studying on the life of Peter from the Bible. And I'm going to show you some principles he used to walk on water. And I'm going to also show you some principles to continue to walk. Um, so without a shadow of doubt, let's get started. Um, we're going to go on our, our, our vision training, our vision empowerment. Um, you know, each week we've been doing the um, – I've been – you know, we, we talk about loving and enjoying your life and loving and enjoying what you do. And one of the things – one way to do that, the major way to do that is to have a plan of what your life should look like. So what we want to do, I want I want to always encourage you to remember these things, these remember these principles. That in life it is important to have things that you are passionate about. Also understand that it is, it is your passion. It's the passions. It's your passions that will empower you to endure anyhow required for the obtainment of your desires. Because you're going to have to go through something to get it, but it's that passion that will keep you you know in power and on fire to do the things you've been called to do. So from this point forward, I want you to allow your mind to receive the lesson that we have for you today and also to receive the dynamic interview that we have. Um, So first things first, I want you to get a picture in your mind. I want you to get a picture in your mind. No matter the size of the picture, no matter what you think about the picture, I want you to get a picture in your mind, and I want that picture to be your ideal life. Okay, I want you to – I want it to be as, as detailed as possible. I want you to to see your dog there, I want you to see your cat there, I want you to see, you know, your your spouse, your significant other, your you know, your sweetheart, whatever. I want you to see yourself in the car you want. I want you to see yourself if it's a vacation home you want to be at. If it, whatever your vision is, whatever you you en- envision yourself 
wherever you envision yourself, whenever you envision yourself. I want you to see yourself thriving. I want I want this picture that you're creating in your mind to be a picture of you thriving and a picture of you having a, a successful life, having success in life and enjoying life and loving your life. Because this is really important, people. To be a dreamer and a visionary, you have to be able to do this often. You have to be able to meditate and, and see images of greatness and see images of greatness with yourself in it. You know, oftentimes I talk about the movie Rocky where – Rocky's training, and his trainer, Mickey, says, Rock, if you see yourself doing good, you do good. The same is true for, for each and every one of us. If you see yourself doing good, guess what? You do good. The converse of that is also true. If you see yourself doing bad, you do bad. So we want we always want to focus on the the best possible life you can po- that you can visualize and then bring it to pass. So you got that picture in your mind. And you're enjoying the, the scenery of the picture. And you're enjoying the energy of the picture. That that picture has a ton of energy, and I, I know it does. What I want you to do is to embrace the emotions and the feelings that that picture gives off, that the image gives off in your mind. I want you to fully embrace it. I want you to get wrapped up in the, in the emotions of it. I want you to, to touch that new car. I want you to, to to hug your wife. I want you to to go in your new house or to you know walk in that beach barefoot. I want you to, whatever your dream is, whatever you've been envisioning, I want you to to fully embrace it and fully get involved in it. And now that you've done that, I want you to repeat after me. I receive all of my divine good, free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good, free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and and unfettered right now. So now that we now that we have the picture, and you're, you're you've embraced the, the feelings, and you've affirmed that it's possible, I want you to hold on to the, hold on to that image of that picture in your mind. Hold on to those feelings, and hold on to that affirmation. The entire show, as we go forward. Uh, I got some dynamic stuff planned for you, but before we go any further, I'm going to. Um, I got an inspirational song I want you to hear. It's a, a song from Martha, Martha Munizzi. I've been playing a lot of her songs lately because her from her CD, uh, "The Best Is Yet to Come," and it's something about this CD, something about this 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 CD has really empowered me, and I want to share that that encouragement and that motivation with you. So I want to play uh, "The Best Is Yet to Come" by Martha Munizzi, and I'll be right back. Actually, excuse me, not the best yet to come, new season, new season. Because it's a new season. It's a season of power and prosperity, yes it is, it's a new season and it's coming to me, or if you believe that, lift your hands and say, it's a new season, it's a new day.
wanted to to play that song for you. I know it's been I've been listening to that song over and over again this week and it's just been firing me up and inspiring me to keep moving forward, you know, especially during this four quarter comeback movement. Um like I said, this is this this four quarter comeback is gonna be something dynamic. I, I, like I said on the uh kickoff show on Thursday morning, Thursday Wednesday night, Thursday morning, uh 
at midnight. Um, I'm expecting to hear some phenomenal stuff, phenomenal testimonies of people saying how they were able to mount up and come back from from what they thought may have been the end of the year. The year's not over yet. The year just, you know, the 2009 still has some some meat left in it. There's <laughs> some meat left on the bone. So don't worry. Don't don't look for the end of the year. Look for this year to look the end of this year strong. And uh, this this is a new season for you. You know, and we've come out of out of the trial. Let's dominate this fourth quarter and and come back and, and win, so we can start 2010 off on a, on a really really powerful note. But moving forward into the show, um, I'm going to give you a divine intervention for the week. Um, you know, divine intervention is a um, a scripture from the Bible that I read to you each week. And this week's divine intervention comes from First John four and four. And I'm going to read it from the New American Standard Bible, and it states, You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. I'll repeat that. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Again, I'll read that one more time. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And that's our divine intervention for this week. Um, just more encouragement, just more more things to fire you up and get you going, because like I said, we, this is going to be a, a – this, this fourth quarter is going to be something dynamic. You need to know who you are, and you need to know that God is with you on this, on this journey. So one thing about the, a, a comeback, in order to really – effectively pull off a comeback in order to effectively get back on track to do what you're supposed to do you're going to need some supernatural assistance so we're definitely you know you're going to notice that i want to lean more on on the, my ministry side for this this fourth quarter because we're definitely we definitely need you know a supernatural divine intervention we need the super we need to co- come in contact with the supernatural for this because a lot of people are so far behind that when they do make this comeback the only way it can be explained is is it's a miracle. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to talk about subjects that involve you invoking the supernatural. So this is going to be a, a, a dynamic movement. You guarantee it. So I'm going to give you a presidential wisdom, then I'm going to give you a motivational moment, and we, we have a dynamic interview lined up for you uh, right after the motivational moment. Um, but today, this week's presidential wisdom, I, actually gonna, I got two for you this week, but I'm going to give you the second one later in the show. Um, I didn't give you one last week, and um, – I didn't, I didn't forget. I just didn't give it to you. So I'm going to give them both to you this week. Well, this week's presidential wisdom is, you know, we give a quote from um, our 44th president, President Barack Obama, each week. And this week's presidential wisdom is, we are the ones we have been waiting for. We are the ones we have been waiting for. We are the ones we have been waiting for. It's so dynamic in the sense that even in this, especially in this fourth quarter, if you've been waiting for somebody to come and do it, the truth of the matter is you've been looking at that person in the mirror all the time. You're the person you're waiting for. Now the question is, what are you going to do? Are you going to lay down and just let the clock run out, or are you going to put up a fight? Or are you going to mount this comeback? Or are you going to get your stuff? That's the question I'll leave with you as I send you into the motivational moment. Uh, the motivational moment is a, a snippet of a, a motivational um, moment for myself um, from a previous show I did actually here, and it's called The Power of Kinetic Planning. Enjoy, and I'll be right back. It's one thing to actually get a vision, but it's another thing to actually decide to do it. Your divine assignment, your divine assignment is so important that you have, you still have to choose to do it. There are a lot of people who have aborted their mission and have aborted their causes because they didn't have enough wherewithal to make the decision to do what it is they've been called to do. And that very thing that you've been called to do is the thing that, that thing that you're passionate about, that thing that you can do it and not even have to worry about a paycheck to do it. But the key thing is, the moment you make the decision to do it, things start lined up for you. See, the universe is designed to operate and, and give and, and open up doors for, for decisive people. 
the moment you make decisions to do things, the moment you say, I'm going to do this, things line up for you. Our decisions create our destiny. Our, de- our decisions open doors or close them. Indecisiveness, indecisiveness is also a decision. It's a decision not to make a decision, but it's still a decision nonetheless. So you, even, you have to be careful about indecisive. You have to make strong decisions as a, as a visionary, as a, as a dreamer, as a leader, as a world changer. You have to make decisions, and you have to make them quickly. But you have, once you make the decision, you have to be ready to defend that decision. But by defending that decision, it, it means we're going to go, as we go into our third step, it is you defend your decision by the plan that you create. See, once you made a decision, you, have to, you actually have to follow through on it. Now, how am I going to get there? So step three is create a kinetic and dynamic plan of action. Create a kinetic and dynamic plan of action. The word kinetic means moving. Moving. Is in, in physics, we, we're taught about kinetic energy and potential energy. Well, potential energy, for instance, we have a rock of a big boulder at the top of a mountain. Well, that rock... That boulder has potential energy if, if it's not moving. The energy that it, that it can potentially generate can be uh, enormous. But as long as it's just sitting there, it's always just potential energy. But the moment that rock starts moving down that hill, the moment that boulder starts coming down with, with its mass multiplied times the, the force of gravity against it, and all of a sudden that energy just became kinetic it's moving now now it's, a, now it's a force so your plans have to be have to be plans of movement they have to cause things to, to happen they have to be dynamic they have to, they have to make things happen I just wanted to continue to motivate you and continue to encourage you just to, to fire up. Like I say, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. And then what I want you to do, go back and listen to the fourth quarter comeback kickoff show uh, that I did Thursday. I want everybody that hears this show to go and download that podcast. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal show. We had um, motivational speakers, uh, Chris Gloss, Tanoa Bond, uh, Mr. J.L. Godfrey, uh, and myself, and we – we tried to do everything we could to light light the, the set on fire because we want to see you win. We want to see you encouraged. We want to see you motivate. We want to see you living the life of your dreams. So go back and listen to that show. Um, it's an absolutely dynamic show, and it's just, you know, it's, it's from my heart to you. I really want to see people thrive. I don't want to see you win. I want to see you get what you came here for because you didn't just come to this earth just to take up space and breathe air. You came here to, to do some dynamic stuff, and we're it's our prayer to equip you to do that stuff. So, you know, definitely listen to that podcast. It's a dynamic, a dynamic, a dynamic, an absolutely dynamic show. And I'll be doing it um, every two weeks. So the next uh, fourth quarter comeback show will be on, I believe I'm going to do that uh, on October 15th, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's October 15th. And uh, like I said, every two weeks we're going to do that show at midnight, just a a 30-minute show, we're going to fire you up. The first show was 90 minutes. It, it was only scheduled to be 15, but we started getting more and more momentum to do the show, and more and more people wanted to do the show, so I, I stretched out to 90 minutes. But the the shows will be 30 minutes, 60 minutes at the most, and they're just little shows to, to really fire you up and just keep you going throughout the week and going throughout this quarter uh, in addition to the Creating the Championship Standard Living show. So I want you to you know keep that in mind. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to – going to the interview portion of the, of the show. I'm doing things a little different today. I'm, I'm going to sh- definitely teach you the lesson how to walk or, or give you the instructions on how to walk on water. But before we do that, we're going to go and have a dynamic interview with a, a dynamic young man who uh, is just doing some phenomenal things in the uh, world of fashion and modeling. Uh, my next guest, well, my guest is um, just a, he's a CEO. He's a, a, a business owner. He's a, a coach. He's a, a superstar model, international model, and he has a lot of dynamic things to to say to encourage you to, to go forth and live your dreams. 
and he's definitely a champion. He's definitely living a championship. He's definitely living a championship standard of living. Definitely living a championship standard of living. Um, without further ado, I want to introduce to the show, introduce to the audience, Mr. J. Pierre Cornell. Hello, sir. How are you? Hi, how are you doing, sir? I'm great. And yourself? I'm, I'm phenomenal, man. It's an absolute honor That's to have great. you on the show. That's great. I'm I'm very, very ecstatic about being on the show as well. <laughs> sir, I've, I have been following you, you know, on Twitter now for a little while, and I've been reading more about you uh, on MySpace and everything. And um, so tell us more about your modeling career and how you got, in, how you got the, the desire to, to become a model. Um, it, it goes back to uh, when I was young as a kid, um, being raised, you know, inside of the church and things of that nature. Um, my mom was actually over um, a sewing class that was done over at the church um, to motivate the youth to stay out of trouble and things of that nature. Um, and I became interested in it. And in being interested in that class, uh, growing up in fashion, uh, just was something that was always instilled in me. And uh, getting the opportunity of working in the business of uh, fashion entertainment, uh, I've embraced it and I've, you know, uh, found my passion within that. And um, I thank God for everything that he's done for me and, you know, continue looking um, towards him for uh, him keeping me and helping me and uh, making, you know, such wonderful things happen um, yes, on a day-to-day with me. Yes, sir. So how how important has your faith been in, in, in everything you've been doing? Um, when I feel as if um, it's very imperative uh, that if I'm actually um, a part of something that it's, you know, worthy for a worthy cause, um, it can be, you know, I did uh, children's benefits, uh, benefits for um, uh, different um, orphanages over in Swaziland, Africa, um, and a few other different things that I did. Uh, and, but it's very imperative that um, to keep my face on a more so uh, positive note with uh, things to help out the community, um, which is something I'm very, very uh, uh, into at this present second. Are there any uh, community programs that you're a part that you want to share with us? Um, at this present time, um, I uh, normally work with a tutoring company in Florida, uh, I won't be uh, uh, able to do that. I'm looking for a new program since I've relocated to Atlanta okay. to mentor kids uh, and do uh, tutorial assistance. Um, however, the program that I was working with in Jacksonville, Florida, was actually uh, New uh, New Grace Ministries, uh, tutoring kids, um, kind of sort of being their life coaches, uh, being there when there were uh, no father in the home, different kind of issues to uh, provide that uh, that awareness that kids need from um, a missing parent, both parents, that parent they're scared to talk to, whatever that case may be. Okay. So, do you, so you would say you have a passion for children? I have a passion. Um, I've been asked about my passion. I would say that my passion falls in uh, keeping those that are around me uh, very happy. Um, it can be various issues. Again, I'm very passionate about fashion. I'm very passionate about kids. Um, I have two of my own, but just the the factor of happiness, um, I think at the end of the day would sum up everything of me um, being passionate and, you know, helping those out around me. And, and that's a good thing, man. I, I commend you because I know a lot of people don't take the time to, you know, to spend time with children, and a lot of times mm-hmm. they get, you know, Left out of the you know the plan like uh, again the things that's been going on this year a lot of people haven't even thought about the effect it's had on children exactly so it's yeah, always it's, good to hear that yeah it is um, you know and with um, been dealing with a lot of kids and uh, with the kids uh, the thing is you know they're 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 so into just you know being expressive and having somebody there to listen for the most part um, nothing more than that you know so. Um, I, you know, in fashion and entertainment, uh, you have kids who say, "Oh, I've always wanted to do this," and then you <laughs> even have those adults, right? You know, that have not gotten to express who they are, really grow to know who they are, right? That I've been empowered and um, motivated myself. So, well, I'm reading here, sir, also in your your bio that you also are an actor. 
What are some yeah. of the uh, some of the roles you've had? Um, I've actually did extra roles on the Parkers. I did local um, television things. Uh, I graduated from Douglas Anderson School of the Arts, which is in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Um, I actually uh, was a part of a few things um, on the outsides of the city from um, the proper development from schooling, uh, which led me to those things. Uh, moving to New York, I've actually did a few successful things as far as acting. Um, kind of sort of jack of all trades is how I would sum that up. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh I I I think of myself the same way. I like to, there's there's a whole bunch of things I, you can't just typecast me as one type of person. So I, right. I totally understand. Exactly. So w- exactly. what is it that that really excites you about acting? Um, it's the passion of again. It all goes back to happiness. You know, I'm I I would uh, characterize myself as a very you know happy person, okay. lovable, likable person. So I've it tons and tons and tons of people that I've. Uh, came across have actually, you know, uh, agreed with my, you know, assumption or presumption about myself. So um, I, I, I embrace that, and I try and keep uh, people happy. Um, most of the things that I do in acting, they're really, really comical and uh, things of that nature. So, um, again, I'm, I'm a very happy person. I like to make those around me or that have to deal with me or be a part of my life. I'm very happy as well. And that that's a beautiful thing. I think that that goes right in line with what we're doing here. We we want to make people happy because we want to see people living their their dreams. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, this is this is dynamic stuff. So, you're you do you're a fashion model. Mm-hmm. You're an actor. Mm-hmm. I'm also hearing that you're a photographer. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'm just I'm just sitting here amazed. Like, man, you what what don't you do? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's what, that's kind of sort of rare question. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, uh, I've been doing photography for three years now. Okay. Um, I'm actually in the process of moving that business, uh, to Atlanta where, um, you know, where I've just relocated over the last month or so. Um, and, uh, that's, that's another reason of outsourcing people to become happy, you know, uh, People have problems and they have stress and they have many different issues and things like that. And through means of and through means of photography, um, they're able to express um, different emotions and get to see themselves in different lights, which at the end of the day could cause them, you know, a better awareness or a better um, energy about themselves. Um, so again, anything that deals with uh, keeping people happy, uh, I'm kind of sort of a part of it. Right, that, that's a beautiful thing, and um, again, I'm just, I'm just, I'm sitting here like in awe, like man, like this guy is is somebody phenomenal. You know, you, you're a phenomenal guy, man. I definitely, right. want, I, I'm, I'm honored that I'm able to get this interview with you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and just, just looking at, I'm just reading more of my notes here, and and just reading more about you, and knowing the things I've read about you before. I've even come across some some something that's near and dear to my heart. Um. I see that there was a, a battle in your family where you had to, to help your mother through a battle. Uh, yes. Can you talk more about that? Because um, I, I um, looked something very similar. Yeah, sure. Um, as a as a kid, um, my mother actually had two different um, things where I've actually had to be uh, right there by her side. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised in a house with both parents. However, um, my father, his job uh, required him to do a lot of the work. Being I was the eldest of five, um, I took on the responsibility of being responsible, something that my father um, did instill in us. Okay. Um, and with that responsibility, um, my mom was injured by uh, one scenario. Uh, she was injured uh, working as a school board employee by a student. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, so she had uh, a lot of back issues um, with her disc and spine and stuff of that nature, which caused me to miss a lot of school um, in my middle school years. However, my grades were so, you know, great and decent. Um, right, due right. To the teachers being so understanding. Um, and the second element was um, I was in college or attempting to uh, enjoy my first semester of college at FIT in New York, and uh, it had been discovered that my mom had cancer. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And it was um, skin cancer um, along her leg, and they were thinking that it could have been possible bone cancer. 
Oh, wow. Um, however, it ended up not being um, such a bad thing. After all, they did. They were elig- They were able to um, to get uh, all of the cancer out of her body. Oh, that's and, a blessing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, I pray about that. I was, you know, I prayed so much while she was going through it because I was trying to make it. I was trying to really, really uh, get my schooling going. And uh, after receiving tons and tons and tons of phone calls from my friends and my family, asking me was I going to make, was I going to make it? And I was like, well, um, you know, I'm trying to really get settled in college and really, really uh, do more with my fashion and actually produce my clothing line. So I'm trying to really not, if I can, and. Uh, I got one convincing phone call, and I knew at the end of the day that I was going to go. Really, I knew at the beginning of the day that I was going to go. I was just trying to play uh, this role of uh, trying to block it out as if it wasn't happening because I had a frightened moment right. of my life that I could lose my mother. So um, I went in a prayer, and um, you know, me praying with others praying, and um, she was, you know, they, 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 they got all of it, and I was very. Very, very, very happy about that moment. Yeah, I always, often tell people, you know, I, I understand the power of prayer. I don't, ne- I don't neglect prayer at all. I, I believe that prayer changes things. And I, I, I'm just happy that we have a. You can tell us a, a happy story there. Mm-hmm. And I know that that see that that type of stuff inspires other people. You know, um, exactly. Even um, in Revelation, it tells us that. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the words of my testimony. And people hear your testimony and it fires them up. You know that's that's great stuff, man. That's man. You you definitely, um, like I said, you've definitely grown a measure of, of respect in my eyes, man. Because I, you know, I've, I've had to do things like this for my family too, where you know my parents may get a little get ill or something. I may right. you know, put everything on hold and go take care of it. Right. Right. Um, and that takes that takes a lot. I, I mean, it takes it it's, it's a major toll, but it it's the the fact of knowing that you've honored your parents, I think that exactly. It, exactly. It, it's a blessing in itself. And exactly. so, man, I, I can honestly tell you, whatever, whatever it is that you need help with in the future, if I can do it, I'm going to definitely do it because you, you definitely you got my respect. Thank you so much. You thank definitely you, have my respect. But, uh, Jay, do me a favor. tell Give the people a word of encouragement. This is the fourth quarter of 2009, and a lot of people are believe – that they can that they can mount a comeback. Give them the word to, to, that will encourage them to go ahead and do it. Um, a, a great word of encouragement that I would normally tell all models and um, a lot of people that I do come across um, would be to, no matter what the situation is, no matter how bad it may seem as if it's going to be or you may feel the outcome of it is, always hold your head high. And pray, and everything will work out just fine. That's 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 my word of encouragement. Well, so I, I'm I'm sitting here like just again in awe, man. You are you you are a dynamic young man. Um, t- tell the people where they can find you. Um, I can be found on um, Twitter.com backslash J Pierre Cornell, or on Facebook Jonathan Pierre Cornell. Well, Jay, it's been an absolute honor having you on the show, Thank and you. I look forward to having you back on the show. We're gonna we're gonna definitely do some things together, man. I'm I'm, I'm excited about the fact that you're here in Atlanta, so we we can um, sit down and plan some stuff together. That's perfect. All right, sir, you be blessed. You too. Well, I was I'm absolutely honored, people, that we were able to have that interview with um with such a dynamic young man and uh, Jay Pierre. Um, I did things a little different today. I um I felt led to to do the teaching lesson at the end of the show today. Um, I think we got a a very powerful intro into the show. Uh, the show is the lesson today is is instructions for walking on water. And what I mean by that, I told you at the beginning, we need for for anybody excuse especially myself. I am look. Let me let me just be honest with you. I am in a comeback situation myself. There are a lot of things that have been that just have not gone the way I wanted them to this year. And I know that I need this comeback. I need I need things to turn around. It's no it's not funny that the first day that we do our sh- do the Creative Championship Standard of Living show is on the tenth day of the third 
excuse me, the tenth month of the third day, third day to tenth month. Ten is the number of obedience. Three is the number of resurrection. That today, people, if you can, if you hear something that I'm saying, and you know it's for you, honor it, do it, and wait and, and expect to see some things resurrect in your life. I know that this is a this is a comeback season. We're in a we're in a turnaround season. We're in a breakthrough season. We're in a, a miraculous season. We're in a supernatural season. We're we're at the end of the natural of our lives. We we've done most of us have done it just as much as we can do. So now we have to give everything we have, everything we've done to God and let go of it. Now I'm going to tell you about Peter. I told you earlier in the show we, we, I was going to tell you about Peter. I was studying um and what I'm reading to you from is from um, Matthew 14, verses 22 through 33. Um, and it basically tells about, talks about how Jesus walked on water. Well, those of you who, who don't know, factually, it's almost considered impossible for a human being to walk on water without sinking. And at the time when Jesus Christ walked on the water, he was a human being. And when he walked on the water, he he was his he had sent his apostles and disciples ahead of him to go take care of some business, and he went to go catch up with them. But instead of going around, he walked across the water. He walked across a lake, a windy lake, a lake that was 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 rough. The, the tide was rough. There were waves. He walked across this this rough these rough waters towards the ship where his his Disciples were. Now, going back to the first fact that we talked about, most people have accepted that it's impossible for a human being to walk on water. So the first thing that people on the boat did was was become scared and frightened, like, oh, my God, somebody's walking on the water. It must be a ghost. He's like, no, be, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be alarmed. It's me. Well, one of his disciples, Peter, said, well, if it's you, call me towards you. And he said, come. Well, here's, what, here's the thing here. Peter got out of the boat and walked towards Jesus. He walked toward, towards his Lord. And guess what? Peter walked on the water for a moment. And the moment stopped, the moment he took his eyes off of his Lord, off of God and looked at the situation. He he saw that the, the waves were wind that the, it was windy outside and the waves were coming up really high and he got frightened and he fell into the water. And then he had to he he had to scream, "Help me, save me!" And then Jesus came comes over and and picks him up out the water and says, "Ye of little faith." Now here's the thing. Throughout that whole story. Peter got out of the boat and walked on water. It didn't say he had no faith. It said he had little faith. He had enough faith to get out the boat, but his, his faith grew thin because he, he took his eyes off of God and looked at the situation. Here, I'm going to give you seven instructions for how you can get out of the boat, walk on water, and make it over to where your God is. See, where in that in that particular scenario, the people on the boat had a vision. They could see. They could see. They could see their God. They could see God out there on the boat. I mean, out there on the water. Peter took it a step further. Peter Peter knew that if God spoke a word that that word would provide what he needed to get to him. He asked him to tell me to come to you so that once God, once the word of the Lord came forward, it gave him the provision to walk out, on the, out onto the water. And what that did, it gave him faith because he knew that this was God. It, fired, it ignited his faith because he knew it was God. 
Now the only thing about it is that even in knowing that he was that he that God had asked had told him to come out, come out, come out into this deep area. I don't know if you've ever been on a lake. I've been on a lake before, and let me tell you, if you get out into the middle of a lake, it is scary if you don't know how to swim, because I don't know how to swim. And to be talking about walking across a lake, you know, and then look down at it, it's like, wow, oh, my God, all that water. So, I mean, the average person would get freaked out. And that's the point where he, lost, where he gave up his faith. So what I'm, here to, what I'm here today to tell you is this, some, some things I want you to understand about walking on water. When I mean walking on water, I'm talking about in, inviting the supernatural into your vision. Because what, what this basically is telling us, what this basically is telling us is that our vision, the God, our God-given vision is out in the deep, and God is calling us out the boat to come get it. He's already told you. He's already given you the word to come get it. Once he gave you the word to come get it, he, he had provided for you everything you needed to go get it. Now, what do you do to finish the process? What do you do to finish walking on water to the, to, to the promised land, to your vision? Okay, we know that God is greater than the circumstances. Jesus knew that God was with him. That's the reason why he could actually walk on the water. Peter knew that, that Jesus was his Lord and that the word of the Lord made it possible for him to walk on water. Here are seven ways to finish the process and walk on water to your vision. And what, what I mean by walking on water is that you're going to do the impossible. You're making the, possible, making the impossible possible. You're getting ready to do something that other people are going to probably ridicule you for because they're going to think that it's something wrong with you. They, going, they may call you, may say things about you that's unfair. It's not true. Because you're doing something that they don't have the courage to do. So you have... to keep yourself focused on these next seven things I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to do, go through them pretty, pretty quickly, but efficiently so that you get it and you know what I'm talking about. First things first, in order for you to finish the process that Peter did not finish, you have to believe. You have to believe. All things are possible to him that believe. And a quote that I like to, to, to always share with people is, belief opens the door to possibility. Belief opens the door to possibility. Belief opens the door to possibility. If Peter hadn't believed even a, a centimeter, he would not have gotten out of that boat. There had to be belief to some degree that this could happen. There had to be some belief that this could happen. And once he believed it can happen, it became possible. He loved God. He trusted God. He stepped out of the boat. Because he, he loved God, he trusted God, and he knew that if his Lord said it, 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 it must be so. You have to keep that, that, that channel open for belief. You can't, you can't stop believing. You have to continue to believe. I don't care what the situation looks like. I don't care how rough the waves are. I don't care how, how much they're talking about you. I don't care how much they slander you. I know pers- firsthand that slander is not cool because I've been slandered. I'm, there's somebody who's slandering me now that I know about. And I just pray for him because that's, you know, one thing about it is I, I'm going to tell you this. Really quickly, I'm not going to go into deep details on this, but each and every one of you need to understand who you are. You are created in the likeness and image of God. He calls you his anointed. And if somebody decides they want to come against you as God's anointed, there's, there, there's some, some, some principles that they have to violate to continue to do that. And there's, there, there's, it's not without repercussion. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, God will condemn. So you don't have to fight that battle. You don't have to worry about that. But moving forward, in belief, you have to continue to believe, because the more you, as you continue to believe, it opens the, it opens the door wider for possibilities. Step two for finishing the process to walk on water to your vision. Step two is you got to step out of the boat, <laughs> which means stepping out of the boat is a risk. That was a major risk because what happens if that wasn't God? 
What happens? That wasn't God's voice talking to Peter. What happened? That was just Peter wanting to hear something. I mean, that's a major risk. He took a major risk, but there was a major reward. He once he got out the boat, he was actually on the water. He was walking on the water. So you have to you have to be willing to take a risk towards your vision because guess what? What you really want is out there in the deep, and you have to go get it. We, we talk about this every week. I tell you to go get it. Don't be afraid to go get it. Don't be afraid to go get what's yours. So step two, after you believe, get out the boat. Take a risk. Walk in the direction of your vision. Do something that you, you haven't done before. If, it's the, if your, your vision is, is to be a singer, make a, make a single. Do something. Do, do something. Don't, don't just sit in the boat because the boat represents comfort. But if you notice that everybody else in the boat was scared, <laughs> and you can't be around fearful people when you're trying to become a – when you're a visionary and you're a dreamer, and your goal and your vision is right there in front of you. All you got to do is get out that boat and walk towards it, walk and go touch it, and you can have it. So while you, while you, once you've gotten out the boat and you're making that step towards your goals, recall all the things that say you can do this. Recall all the things that say you can do this. That means you, you don't want to connect yourself to anything or anybody or any place that says you can't do this. That means you don't have time to watch the news. You don't have time to listen to the people, those scared people back in the boat. You don't have time to, to worry about the fact that you actually on water and don't know how to swim. Trust God. Walk towards God. This is a move. This is a supernatural thing. This is, you can't explain this with your natural senses. Don't try to. Don't worry about it. Because we all are supernatural beings. If we if we allow ourselves to be, if we open the door, we can move in the supernatural. So you have to continue to tell yourself. You have to continue to t- tell yourself that greater is He that's in me than He that's in this world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things are possible to him that believes. Everything that says you can have it, call, recall it. Talk about it now. Call. I mean, if, if you have to download this podcast to remind you, I'm telling you, you can get it. You can have it. There's, there's some great things that have been promised to you, and, and you deserve them. And you can't let anybody take what's yours anymore, any longer. You got That day is over. Stay connected constantly to things and recall those things that say you can have it. The fourth thing is you have to be, you have to be ready to encourage yourself. You have to encourage yourself. Because guess what? If you don't do it, who else will? Nobody else thinks it's possible to walk on water. Nobody else thinks it's possible to, to, to live your dream. Nobody else thinks it's possible for, you know, a little black girl from Detroit, Michigan to ever be anything but a little black girl from Detroit, Michigan. You gotta have be, your vision has to be bigger than that. Some people don't think that it's possible to be anything other than this, that, or other. But you have to continuously encourage yourself and, and thank God for the fact that he chose you to do this. Like I tell you at the beginning of the show, I thank God for this, this assignment because he could have given this assignment to anybody else, but he chose me to be able to, to, to do this show for you. I'm honored by that because anybody else could – there's motivational speakers out there with, with more clientele, with more backing, with more, you know – certifications, more this, that, and other, longevity. But he chose me for this particular assignment, which means obviously I got something for you. Hey, I remember, you know, I know what it's like, you know, to have to encourage myself being, you know, a young black male from Detroit. It wasn't always easy to to keep my eyes focused on the things I saw inside of me that said that I don't belong here in this situation. I'm not, I'm not going to ever knock my city. That's my hometown. That's where I'm from. But there's some things that go on in Detroit that aren't conducive to people who are dreamers sometimes. And you have to continue to keep yourself motivated and encouraged that greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. That I've been called out into the deep. He gave me the word. There must be provision for me out there. I'm going to go do it. So I decided to be a motivational speaker, a life coach, a talk show host. You want to be honest? I've been doing this for the love of it so far. The big payday hasn't come yet, but it's on the way. 
See, the thing about it, I, wasn't, I, I haven't done this for the money. I did this for the love. I did it because it encourages me to do this. Because I know that if I can t- tell somebody, don't ever give up, don't ever quit on your dreams, and they, they hear me, and it fires them up to keep going forward to get their dreams, I've done my job. And everything, the universe will take care. God has, has set up this universe to be a blessing to me if I take care of his, his sheep. You remember that. Don't, you, don't have to, you don't be so focused on you all the time. Be willing to give. Going forth. So the fifth step is you must always acknowledge and stay connected to your source. Always acknowledge and stay connected to your source. Always acknowledge and stay connected to your source. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want because God is my source. He's my Jehovah Jireh. When you get out there in the water, this is the part where Peter failed. He disconnected himself from his source. He disconnected himself from from God because he allowed his fears to get in the way. He allowed the circumstances to get in the way. He allowed everything but the focus on God to be present. Always remember this. Where your attention goes, power flows. Where your attention goes, power flows. Anytime you allow power to flow towards God, God is not like talking to a a vain and – narcissistic person, he actually will talk back to you. It becomes a it becomes a conversation and not a not a, a speech. Where you put your attention, power is going right behind it. You give it you give power to the thing that you give attention to. You ignite the thing that you give attention to. So you want to make sure that your attention is going to God in this situation because you can't. There's no other way you can do it. There's no other source that can get you to work, to that that vision. There's there's no other source that can get you that dream. And if it tells you it can, it's lying to you. You're being deceived. Don't fall for it. You have to stay connected with God. You have to you have to trust God in this. This is a this is a God thing. If the vision is big enough for you to do it, it it's not of God. But if the vision is much bigger than you, and you know it. It's, it has to be God. And guess what? He's going, to, he's going to require that you stay connected with him to understand the intricate details of it. That includes relationships. That includes anything that you're doing that you need, that you have to get a vision from him for. Anything. So you have to stay connected. Step six, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. It's an old saying that when fear walks in, faith walks out. And if you're in the middle of the water, if you're in the middle of a huge lake and you get scared all of a sudden, when this is a, this is a supernatural move and you, you start thinking naturally, you're in trouble. So you want to continuously, continuously cast out fear. His perfect love casts out fear. Don't let fear into your heart. So when you know that God has called you, the circumstances become irrelevant. It doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter if, even if you were wrong. Some of the, most of Jesus' disciples were, they had problems. <laughs> they were men who had problems. But God chose them anyway. If you look at some of your own lives, you look at, I don't know if I look at my own life, I got some major issues going on right now, but God still chose me to be right here right now for such a time as now. And I'm thankful for it because there's, you know, if we if we all sat down and looked at each other's lives, there's things in our lives that we could be like, wow, you know, should you really be called? But God saw fit to call all of us to do what it is he's called us to do. So fear not about what people will say, what people think, anything. Even look at what David Letterman had to go through earlier in the week. He made a mistake. He made, made some, some bad decisions, but somebody's going to blackmail him about those decisions, and instead of him getting scared and like, oh, my God, and cowering up and, and paying him $2 million, which meant he would have continued to have to pay them money every time they got, got the urge to, to blackmail him, he's like, no, I just tell my story for myself. I made a mistake. Here's what I did. You can't walk in fear. You gotta, when, you, when you are a power player, when you are a dreamer, you are a visionary, fear can never be a part of the equation. So the step the instructions for walking on water are as such. You start with, with, your, with your belief. You've got to step out of the boat and take a risk. 
You constantly recall all the things that say that you can do this. You encourage yourself. You acknowledge and stay connected to your source. You fear not. And the final piece of the puzzle, the final piece of the puzzle that brings all this together, you have to keep coming. You have to keep going. You can't stop in the middle of the lake. You have to keep going. That, I, I don't know any other way to say it. You've got to keep going. You've got to go get it. You, you're out there now. You can't, you can't turn back now. You can't turn back now. You can't turn back now. You, you're out there. You've got to go get it. That's the final thing. Th- these final three things were, were the things missing from Peter's walk on the water. That once you try, once you take your walk on the water, will get you to the level of success. Now, something else I want to share with you. I know it's after the time, but I'm going to share this with you real quick. Um, one thing to know about Peter is that he loved, he loved Jesus. Jesus changed his name from Simon to Peter. Well, I found out today that the name Simon actually means pebble, like a little itty-bitty Stone, pebble. But the name Peter means rock. And what that let me know is that God's view of you is much bigger than your own view of you. So much so that he, he's going to change your name to, to fully make sense of what he sees in you. He's going to change your name to to equate to the bigger view he has of you than the view you have of yourself. That means that no matter what people say about you, no matter what people think about you, no matter what people are conspiring against you, God's view of you is what matters. It's bigger than their view, and it should be bigger than your view. But your view needs to be in line with his view. I heard uh, my mentor, Les Brown, say, don't ever let um, – other people's opinions of you become your reality. And that's what I'm telling you now, that God is calling you out into the deep. He's in the middle of the deep and calling you out to the great expanse for your dreams and visions and is saying, trust me. Will you trust him? If you trust him, you, you'll have a, a miraculous, wonderful comeback from behind victory in 2009. You definitely will. I'm going to be right there with you because I'm, I'm getting ready. The same stuff I just told you today, I'm, I'm gearing up and doing it myself. And also something to remember. Peter fell in the water. And let's just be honest. If you fell in the water, remember that if God spoke it, there's provision. The very thing, the very vision that's been given to you is the very thing that's going to save your life. And on that note, people, this has been a wonderful week, a dynamic week. I'm looking forward to hearing some dynamic testimonies from you about, you know, some four-quarter comeback uh, things. And I'm looking forward to to further igniting your passions to to go live the dream of your life, live the life of your dreams. I want to acknowledge Mr. J. Pierre Cornell for um, his uh, wonderful interview with us. I want to thank uh, my guests from the Four Quarter Comeback Kickoff Show, Ms. Tanoa Bond, Mr. J. L. Godfrey, and Mr. Chris Gloss again. Uh, and, and just just let you know, you haven't heard the last of us together. Some some dynamics in the works. I can feel it. I know that much. Um, and for those of you who have uh, been passionately tune into the show. I thank you again. I thank you so much. And just to remind you that this has been creating a championship standard of living. And I'm your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller, reminding you of my mantra and my motto. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>